0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, July 13th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Addy OAH Jr., and joining me is Tim Ma-fucking-Gettys.
1: What's up, Les? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing real good. I'm doing real good. Uh, th- today is Monday, obviously, and I woke yeah, up and yeah. I saw one of my favorite tweets I've seen in a long time from Elliot Morgan, formerly of SourceFed. He tweeted out, he was just like, we used to call these things Mondays. And it's just like, damn, if that ain't the truth. Is oh, there yeah, a difference between these days at this point? Especially we just did Ubisoft Forward yesterday on Sunday. Um, and also th- we recorded some other things. So it was like a full work day yesterday. Oh yeah. Just like, oh. So now is this a Monday? Is this a Tuesday? I don't even know. But there's a lot I mean, of great I mean, at this content. point, I
0: consider this I consider this Tuesday. And in fact, last late last week, oh no, early last week, is it would have been an Emron episode. Uh, we talked about like just starting the year over again and just yeah. starting starting to introduce episodes as this is January first, twenty twenty one. You know, just notice, admit, would, anyone care? would anyone notice? Would anyone care? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Tim, right yeah. before we started this episode, you brought up some uh, some things that are rumbling, yeah. some rumors. I'm curious because, like, I, I guess there's some PlayStation Five rumors that are that there's, are going there's,
1: on. Yeah, there's some circulating rumors. There's some things going on. You wanna you wanna head over to to Jeffy Grub Grub see what he he let's, has going on. Let's, let's see what Jeffy Grub Grub has going on. Let's see Jeffy. Let's see. He's talking about gr- grub snacks. Still, he hasn't stopped that. Um, he's been tweeting a lot here. Okay, here we go. So this is on his his updated summer game mess thing. Um, he says the PS5 release date slash price today seems weird. Uh, but Geronimo underscore seventy three has been spot on for a lot of things. Um, that's, this also kind of leads credence to the July twentieth Nintendo Direct. That also would be weird because it's a Monday. Um, so here's the thing. Interesting. I, like. I've seen a lot of rumors going around, a lot of people in the industry talking about the fact that PlayStation might be uh, announcing price and pre-orders opening up today, Um, but totally unsubstantiated, and I get the gut feeling that these are just the type of rumors that someone heard somewhere, and that that is just being circulated. We don't have multiple sources going on. It's just kind of like a hype and understanding, because it would be pretty damn ballsy of Sony to just... Not even give Xbox time to like think about it. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, oh, pre-order's up now. Go, you know, uh, yeah. on this random Tuesday that we have going on right now. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to happen because I have it on, on fairly good authority. I've talked to some of my friends and connects in some of the, the different um, oh. retailer sects of the world. And as far as they know, and they would be in the know, they are not prepped to put up pre-orders and stuff today. So – that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen, but mm-hmm. that, to I, me, that kind of tells me it's not going to happen. See, I feel
0: like if it were to happen, this would, this would be the way to do it, right? Like, I think this kind of falls in line with Sony's MO in terms of just announcing random things on the PlayStation blog. Like, mm-hmm. they did it with the controller. They've done it with, with random stuff. I feel like for release date and price, mm-hmm. I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that we just get it on a random day like especially not if either. it's bad news, especially if it's like, yeah, the PlayStation uh, 5 is going to be $600. I feel like that's information that you'd want to get out there and not have as part of a big presentation. And
1: yeah. so if if it were to happen, I could like I'm I don't think it's beyond the realm, realm of possibility. It's it's an interesting thing to think about in terms of the battle with Xbox right now where it's like one of them has to go first at some point. Like one of them has to announce the price and then at that point the other one can announce the price and that's just the way things are. Right. Like it's highly, highly unlikely, not impossible that one of them announces a price, the other announces their price. And then the first mm-hmm. guy re like does a price drop, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that would be pretty insane. Um, could happen, though. I think it has happened before um, with the the Saturn and PlayStation, if I remember correctly. But anyways, wait. Um, you know, it what would be, be
2: interesting if they're not putting it on all real t- retailers because numbers of production like isn't mm-hmm. what it's normally going to be at. You know what I mean? But that will piss off hmm. the retailers, though.
1: That's it will, problem. but like, there's still there's ratios they world. deal with. I know, but but it's still one of those things where it's like they we've seen it thing. before with Nintendo at at uh, GameStop and Amazon separately at different times in their their lives, where um, the retailers and um, console makers were at odds with with each other, and they uh, the retailers like wouldn't sell their games or wouldn't sell like put up things for pre-order or whatever but maybe this
2: is their play that like they don't need retailers anymore especially right now where like a lot of big name retailers that sell consoles like you know what uh, GameStop. stop yeah GameStop. stop yeah they're they could close again at any
1: point yeah you know i, could- I mean but, but the retailers still count for online orders though so th- this would essentially completely stop their physical game yeah, sales. And but... um, there was the PlayStation Store that came up at some point. So it's like PlayStation could be taking that. that, that, that there's so many moving things. There yeah, there's so many like moving parts. And I don't like I,
0: I hear I hear where Kevin's coming from too. But I don't think we're at that place yet where uh, a big console manufacturer would be willing to like make that stand, especially like leading up to a new console being launched. I feel like that is something that could go down and maybe like, five years, I feel like right mm. now it's way too early for that kind of, like, flag to be planted.
1: Yeah, but think about it this way too, like, this a little devil's advocate to that point is, not only do we need to wait and we're not there yet digitally for games, you can't mm. digitally sell a console. There's That still needs exactly. to be shipped, yeah, delivered. But you but have... There's, like, a process there, right? That Like, PlayStation just simply doesn't have.
2: I mean, they have the PlayStation yes. store. You can buy a console right now from PlayStation.com, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, like, it's not... Uh, it's not prolific also, enough I, yeah, but I just yeah. feel like wh- unless they're in mass production full on everything running they're not going to be able to have the numbers to sell it on like Target or Walmart you know what I mean like the, yeah. the volume is going to be super high I just think this is really interesting and uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling it's not going to be anything but if it does happen would you guys like immediately jump and try to buy one?
1: Oh yeah Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, probably. No hesitation.
2: Yeah. I can, I'd probably, yeah.
1: I would. I would. Now the thing uh, there too is like there's this even if it doesn't happen today that the pre orders go up, there's still a chance that a PlayStation blog post goes up and announces when they will go up. hmm see you know, the announcement. Because that wouldn't debunk the information I got from my homies. Because then they yeah, then, that then, then once that date's announced, then then those retailers would be Understanding able to prep, able to plan for the influx of people coming to the site. So
2: But you don't think the right way to deliver that message is by being like, Hey, here is another big giant like event with news and like at the end kind of pat it with like, Oh, also they're gonna cost this much.
0: Yeah, not if, I feel well, like it's it bad news, no. Like yeah. in because we expect we expect the event in August according to Jeffrey Grubgrub uh, with his with his summer games mess we expect some sort of thing in August to where they announce more features announce more games do all the good stuff I feel like if it's if it's bad news just get out of the way like sooner than later mm-hmm. especially like before Xbox Ex- like Xbox is coming up soon
2: creating the all digital one like that must be created with price point in mind right like or else what's the yeah. point so.
1: Well, it's price like, point and then ownership of digital games. Yeah, so price point buy- is trying to, like, push that agenda for them. Yeah, that is part of that five-year plan to get to the point that one day they might not need the retailers. But at this point, they they still do. Anyways, exciting stuff, Either wait, way.
2: Wait, wait, one way. One, one more thing. But, like, then why split up the, like, SKUs, you know? Because you could do well, that it's, a year and a you, half. But it's years what you later. said about
1: price and this. Mm. It's all of it together. It definitely 100%. Yeah. They're trying to have multiple SKUs to be able to be like, "Well, we do have a cheaper one."
2: Yeah.
0: And it, I mean, it's also them trying to change the landscape. Like we're not at a place yet where they can release just a digital console, but them releasing a digital edition is then ushering in the idea that, "Okay, yeah, I can have a library that is just digital." Like I'm I'm very curious about the percentages as far as how many people are going to get the digital only edition compared to the 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 uh, I guess physical games edition because I think the more and more you can you can uh push push that that border in terms of people going into digital only the more and more you can establish that this is the future now this is the regular now um mm-hmm. especially given off the numbers we got last week from like capcom uh and how many of their games are now selling digitally compared to physically and how how much we're we're seeing that envelope get pushed from so many different publishers and so many different uh developers like was it's only a matter of time before that is now like i i think it's a long time before we get before we get a console that doesn't have a physical version like before we were in that digital only landscape but i think it's only a matter of time now before digital is the norm
1: uh over physical which that's when
0: that's when those dominoes start to fall
1: it it is blessed do we have the story today sorry i should have looked ahead on this um that Mm -hmm. greg put in the slack about the playstation's smart delivery stuff
0: no, I don't think we do. Do you know what I'm talking that, about, though? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up and yes. talk about it now because that's how we do things here. I'm kind of funny games, Day. man. And this is all. This is we're
0: not even at the Roper
1: Report yet. This is, a great, there, time. This is a great This is already, a great show already. Man, little preview. This is just a little fun on yeah, this man. beautiful Tuesday. Um, okay, so this, is, this comes from uh, PassCalf1 on Twitter, tweeted at us and said, here's some very interesting info right here about going from PS4 to PS5 versions of the game from Ubisoft. Oh,
0: is this for Ubisoft. Okay, we do actually have this in the, oh. in the, in the actual story. Okay, do you want to fucking right. talk
1: about it now because we're adults?
0: yeah let's let's pull it so actually let's let's, let's talk about more. it all together i'm gonna i'm gonna get into the rigmarole of course tim we're, we're yes. gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about a, a recap of ubisoft forward and we're gonna talk about an nes made of legos and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you the nerdy, nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when you get stuff wrong by going to kind of slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping we have a hands-on preview of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and another hands-on preview of Watch Dogs Legion. Those are both available on youtube.com slash games and the First Impressions podcast feeds. Uh, That's Barrett. That's Greg. They're both talking about their experiences previewing both games. And so if you're excited for Assassin's Creed Valhalla and or Watch Dogs Legion, check out those First Impressions. Also, our Ghost of Tsushima review drops tomorrow at 7 a.m. Pacific time on youtube.com slash Games and the Gamescast podcast feed. Uh, spoiler free, so watch it right away, and when you watch it, uh, think of questions to ask because XOXO is recording later in the day, and for that episode, we're, uh, we're answering all your questions you have about Ghost of Tsushima, also spoiler free, and so you know, get us all your questions, uh, do all that good stuff. It's going to be me and Greg talking about all your Ghost of Tsushima questions. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by youtube.com slash games, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Whoa. So and the, the, the crazy part is that Kevin is doing that with his mouth. That's the crazy <laughs> thing about all of this. It's time for some news. We have three stories today.
2: Uh baker's dozen. Starting with
0: our number one, it was a big weekend for Ubisoft. Uh, I'm going to do a, a big old Ubisoft forward recap. I'm not going to get into, in, into like the, the nitty gritty details, mainly just the headlines. Um, and I'm basically going to section this out in two parts because we had Ubisoft forward, but we also had a, a lot of things that were leading up to Ubisoft forward over the weekend. So uh, that's actually going to be part A. We're going to start off talking about how execs are leaving Ubisoft. Uh, this is John Fingus at Engadget who writes, More executives are leaving Ubisoft in the wake of misconduct allegations. The company has announced via Kotaku that Chief Creative Officer Serge Hasquette has has resigned immediately after liberation claims he enabled misconduct by other executives, including Tommy Francois. The publisher's managing director for Canadian Studios, Yanis Malat, has also left immediately after multiple multiple allegations against employees in in the country made it impossible for him to continue in the role. Global Human Resources Head Cecile Cornette is also leaving, although Ubisoft stressed that she made that choice in the best interest of the company's unity. Her exit comes alongside restructuring and and strengthening uh, HR to adapt uh, to the new realities of the business. CEO and co-founder Yves Guillemont reiterated that the moves were, were vital to put an end to toxic behaviors and help Ubisoft improve and strengthen its culture. He maintained that the, that the misconduct was in stark stark opposition to values that he never compromised and never will. Though these additional uh, departures come just a few a few days after a slew of allegations surfaced against numerous employees across Ubisoft's offices, the accusations ranged from sexual harassment and in, intimidation through uh, in, intimidation through to abuse, racism, and retaliation. Some of the Some of the accusers added that HR and management would disregard complaints, making it possible for staff to continue misconduct. The unusual weekend timing likely isn't coincidental. Um, The executive resignations were announced just before Ubisoft's forward showcase. Um, And then the morning of Ubisoft forward, right before the whole presentation went down, Ubisoft then tweeted out the following statement via their Twitter. Ubisoft forward comes during a time of big internal change. Because all the content has been pre-recorded, we, want, we wanted to recognize that the issues we're currently dealing with won't be addressed directly in the show. We still have significant work to do and are committed to this process. We, pro- we will provide more updates soon. Tim, yes. that's all just leading up to Ubisoft Forward, not even getting into Ubisoft Forward itself. Uh, were, were you able to keep up with this as it was happening? And do you have any, any oh, thoughts
1: yeah. on, on all this? So many thoughts. I think that this, you know, this is kind of uh, a systematic issue that we're going to continue to face uh, in the world that we live in today. And it's interesting to see how different companies have dealt with different issues differently over the last couple of months, whether it's Corona, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's uh, all of this me too stuff. And you know it's it's kind of upsetting to be people on the sidelines here. Looking at all this happening and, and just screaming into the void, feeling like we're screaming into a void where it's like, guys, this isn't rocket science. Like there's certain things where it's like, just don't fuck this up. Like there's a messaging that is just kind of necessary. And, and with this, it's like, cool. It's like you obviously know that you need to make a message, but don't make the message on the weekend. Don't make the message be that, hey, the big commercial for all our games coming out later today that everyone's extremely excited for. Um, it's pre recorded, So we can't have this message in there. We're on the video side of things. You can do that. And I understand mm-hmm. having said that we're on the video side of things. I know what would need to go into that. It's not as simple as Oh, just edit it and, and export and get it out. It's, you need to edit it. You need to export it. You need to have someone view it, make sure everything's good. You then need to get it to all the satellite trucks. You need to get it to all the different streaming services, whether it's yeah. GameSpot or IGN or Twitter. Need to do it in like, multiple languages. Need multiple to like- languages. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. And Ubisoft, um, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but they were really priding themselves on having the uh, Ubisoft Forward available in like a ridiculously unprecedented amount of uh, accessibility things with, with different languages and just different ways it was presented there's Mm -hmm. a lot that goes into that delay the event then if that's the case Mm -hmm. i know that there's so much going into it but it's like we're just out of out of place now that it's like that is the expected thing to do and when you don't even more criticism is going to be thrown your way because you're going to be analyzed even deeper and people are going to look into it and they're going to try to uh find conspiracy theories that may or may not be there right and that's the thing is like i'm not saying that they're not because it doesn't look great that you you do this stuff or like that the people get uh, fired or resigned or whatever at Mm. the end of a day on a Friday. It's like, and then then the game leaks. Just like, was Far Cry leaked on purpose to cover up this news? That sounds like a conspiracy theory. But when you're putting out messaging like this, all of a sudden I'm like, well, I don't necessarily believe against it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like this is with, with everything that we just brought
0: up, right? Like it's such a like a, a bittersweet thing because with the, the folks they announced leaving that had me actually more excited for this Ubisoft forward, because over the last month there's kind of been this uh, like this bad taste in my mouth from, you know, seeing people called out from Ubisoft, seeing these different allegations surface, seeing like, you know, actual proof of, of these allegations surface and seeing like a lot of disgusting stuff, you know, rise to the surface from Ubisoft and, you know, seeing people responsible get essentially kicked kicked out. The weekend before Ubisoft Forward had me like, oh, let's go. That's awesome. Like that, all Mm -hmm. that pretty much gives a whole new meaning to Ubisoft forward. Now it feels like it's Ubisoft forward looking, right? Now it feels like Ubisoft can be it can be a new thing, especially with, and I mentioned this during the uh, the our live reaction that we did, which people can check out on YouTube.com, slash so kind of funny games for the Ubisoft forward. Uh, but toward the beginning, you know, Greg broke down a lot of this stuff too, because I feel like that, that stuff's kind of necessary, you know, for the context of where we're at with Ubisoft and where we're, where we're at with these game announcements and all that stuff. But like Surge leaving, that's a huge thing because Surge, as I understand it, uh, head of the editorial team, the team that is responsible for dictating the direction of the creative direction of Ubisoft games. Like that is the dude that is responsible for what we, how we feel in terms of Ubisoft games kind of molding together and all being these, the, the same type of game. Like surge would be able to green, green light games uh, based on like pretty much his own taste. Right. And like at a snap of a f- snap of a finger, a project can be done. And like, that's the kind of power he held. Um, and he was leading that team and for him to be gone i think presents this exciting new horizon for what ubisoft can become and the type of games they can make and so like that and also like some of the some of the other people we see stepping down all that stuff super exciting had me had me super hyped for ubisoft forward but at the same time you then look at the statement and it's like y'all can't bullshit us yeah like we're like we have like the internet is smarter than you will give it credit for
1: uh, when it's it comes this- to these things This message was not in the video for one simple reason, and it's that they know that not everyone is on the internet not everyone knows all this stuff. And the the people that are going to be excited about the the video game announcements they made don't need to necessarily know about this because it makes it easier for them. But my argument there is like, well, now it's going to get harder because now people are mad and people are going to point it out. It's going to turn into an even bigger shit show. I think you're totally right, Bless. I think that uh, this is definitely – it, the, the people that are that are out now um, is going to open up a lot of new opportunities and new potential for great, diverse new ideas. And hopefully mm-hmm. that for, that comes to fruition in the next couple of years and we start to see uh, Ubisoft take another step of maturity. like um, I, I don't want to sit here and hate on Ubisoft's games uh, because I know it's, it's pretty easy to look at and be like, oh, they're all the same in a Ubisoft game or whatever. It's like having said mm-hmm. that, the last couple of years of Ubisoft games have been really good and people have really liked them and there's something there that works so it's not just like a, oh man these are all just cash grabs it's like there's very high quality games behind that right and um i think that taking the the learnings of those and then now adding a new fresh point of view on that and taking that to the next step is going to be super great like that's where video games kind of need to be and um, i just i'm upset seeing all these different groups handle all this very difficult stuff like I'm not saying this is easy it's not easy. yeah like, there's, I mean, should, there's so much that goes into I'm sure, I'm sure part of it too is, <clears throat> is like legal
0: stuff, you know, that, that probably comes into play. Like, if they were to make a statement during the video, it might have to be a very vague
1: statement. So, so it's a negative statement. And, and people are going to put like, poke mm-hmm. that apart too. But fuck that. Who gives a shit? This is what I keep saying during all of our more serious topics on, on our different shows, where it's just like, yeah, every time that you try to say something, you try to make a stand, people are going to call you out for not standing correctly. They're going to say, like, oh, if you were really woke, if you were really this, then you would do this, this, this. Why you're doing that, that, that. Cool. Let that criticism come. You know, Ubisoft, in my mm-hmm. opinion, have been really trying to have a a very diverse uh, workplace. They want to put out diverse games and all this stuff. That doesn't mean it's always going to uh, hit the mark. It's going to miss the mark a lot. We're seeing it with the Far Cry. Um, sick stuff of all people talking about the the how different cultures are being represented. And it's just like, in my opinion, and again, I'm a fucking white guy, so I get that my opinion doesn't mean as much when it comes to this topic, but in my opinion, I am happy that both those things are being attempted and that there's criticism of it. I love seeing the Twitter like react to all of this and just be like, Hey, well, that's not good, that's not good, that's not good, because that's how the next time gets better, you know? Yeah, it's like and 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 you can't look at that and just be like, "Well, we fucking tried. you need to look and be like, "Cool, we need to try harder next time, and you just need to keep doing that and that's why with this with this message, cool, legally, you might might not be able to say x, y, and z, then say a, B, and C, start somewhere, start somewhere so simple that it's just like some bad things have been going on, and we don't stand for that, and we're going to we're going to change. we're going to do stuff. actions have already started yeah to to push us forward to to where we're trying to be um yeah, and I, I well, real, I mean to add to that a little bit. Oh, actually, no, go for it, go for it. Just, just real quick, I want to read a tweet from, from Yusuf McGee, our very good friend, who hosted and killed the Ubisoft yep. Forward yesterday, right before it went live. He tweeted, um, not even right before it went live, in between the fucking message coming out and uh, it going live. He tweeted out there are thousands of good, hardworking, passionate developers who are getting to showcase their work to the world for the first time. They deserve to be proud of their work and celebrate it today. That's what UB Forward's about. I love this and it sucks that so many people are affected by a bunch of fucking assholes that have made stupid decisions and have been protected for so many years to make those decisions and enabled to continue that cycle that it is affecting all these people that on a day that these guys have worked so hard for that they're all going to get like torn into this and judged and all of that. But again, this goes back to me where I'm just like, cool, take that, take that understanding and understand it's not about you guys. And they know that they know. You get what I'm saying, and I, I just yeah. think that that's a very important thing that we all need to look at this. And it's not just good and evil; it's beyond good and evil. Sorry, I had oh my to do god, it. that I was really good. That was really it. good. No, I loved it. That was that was actually excellent. I took me it took,
0: it took me a second because it was so smooth. Um, but yeah, like to the point of the statement, like I was gonna say that I think and uh, talking about the the vaguity of it or, or how vague it would probably have to be if they actually did make the statement during the show. I think there is power in seeing that company come out and say at the beginning of their show like even if it is just like a fucking flat, uh, splash screen or whatever however you do it just say that hey you know we condemn toxic toxic workplace we condemn x y and z the stuff that you've been seeing happening at ubisoft we condemn that right and that is that is a very vague thing that is very like hey we're not <laughs> getting too specific about it but even even with that i think the idea gets uh uh the idea gets across and that is still them uh uh taking a stand against like the shit that's been going on over there um but yeah like to 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 Yusef's tweet and like to what this whole weekend has been i think there, are in terms of the duality of it the devs that are working super hard, the people at ubisoft that we know are awesome, the people that we know are out there busting their ass like get these games made and and create awesome art. It fucking sucks that a few people can come through and taint that for everybody. And so like that's the thing that I always kind of ha- always try to have in mind when it comes to companies fucking up or higher ups fucking up or um uh things being presented in not the greatest light when it comes to big teams and big studios that there are so many people on the creative side. There's so many people that are artists who are um, uh, coders, who are uh, writers, who are in the nitty gritty of making these games that aren't involved with the shit. And so, like, that's kind of that's just a thing I'd like to just throw out there um, in the conversation and let people kind of sit with. Tim, mm-hmm. that was part A to the story number one. Part B actually comes in the form of the biggest headlines from Ubisoft forward. And so I'm pulling mainly from Joe Scrubbles at IGN who had a great write-up. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out you guys the biggest headlines from the show. Uh, so Far Cry 6 was finally officially revealed. After several leaks uh, earlier this week, Ubisoft officially announced Far Cry 6 for a February 2021 release. The reveal showcased Breaking Bad and the Mandal- Mandalorian actor Giancarlo Esposito in a new role. Uh, we also got the Hyperscape open beta, which is out now, um, currently playable on PC. Uh, and then right up, right up here says the open beta will be broadly familiar to those who played the previous technical, technical tests, but as a new weapon, a new hack ability, and includes a free 30 year battle pass. Uh, also, Watchdogs Legion uh, and Assassin's Creed are both coming this fall. Um, announced earlier this year, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has been confirmed for a November 17th release date on Xbox One, PS4, PC, and Stadia. Ubisoft reconfirmed that the upcoming adventure is also set for Xbox Series X and PS5, but did not offer a release date for it on those systems. Ubisoft also announced that Watch Dogs Legion will be, will be released on October 29th, 2020. Alongside the release date, Ubisoft showcased more of Legion's ambitious gameplay, which allows players to essentially recruit any NPC and make them a playable character. Uh, Ubisoft also announced that there is another Ubisoft forward coming later this year. And then to to come full circle on where we started this episode at and where where I wanted to get to, uh, Ubisoft's big games are upgradable for next gen. Uh, this is from Ubisoft's website where, and I think this is like literally like support.ubisoft.com, um, where they they write. Uh, We have compiled some key information about how you can upgrade a digital or physical version of Watch Dogs Legion, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Far Cry 6 from PS4 to be playable on PS5. When upgrading eligible games from PS4 to PS5, PlayStation 4 copies of the game, digital or physical, will provide access to the corresponding PlayStation 5 version at at no additional cost to you. And I know they get into a little bit more detail on the actual site, which I'm, I'm pulling up here. But, Tim, uh, mm-hmm. you're about to go down a whole rabbit hole talking about this. Do you want to continue, or do you remember where you where you wanted to continue from? Yeah, pretty much um, in the, the conversation.
1: The, the thing of note that I want to talk about here because, you know, as we've been going through all of this with all the smart delivery talk and all of the uh, the PlayStation side of it now, like looking at the third parties and the kind of how they're all handling it similarly but differently, um, this is kind of the most concrete answer we've got about the PlayStation process um, that I've seen at least. And Mm -hmm. uh, looking at this, the important thing to note is if upgrading your game using a physical game disc, the disc must be kept inserted in the PlayStation 5 disc tray to play. Upgrading a physical version of the game from PS4 to 5 will not be possible if you have the digital version of the next generation console.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes so sense. So this
1: is why we're going back to the original conversation we're having with Kevin about mm-hmm. digital version, what the, like what that means for the future. Are we ready for that? Are we prepared for that? And like, I gotta say, this is a bummer to me. Like, this is something going into next gen. The most exciting thing for me is not the graphics. Ray tracing's pretty dope, but it's not the graphics, it's it's not the kind of like the promise of bigger, uh, expanded all this stuff, low times and all the stuff that, that normally would get me excited from gen to gen um what i'm most excited about is the ecosystems and the convenience of all the the things that have been just annoying for the last couple generations finally getting ironed out to the point that they're just like video games just work the way that you want them to work there's always a thing you get caught up where you're just like why this should work this way why doesn't it things like cross save cross progression uh cross play all this stuff it's like why can't i and now next gen's promise to me is you can't it's not going to be a pain in the ass and i just still don't understand if you buy it, whether it's digital or physical, if you buy it physical, I guess, let's start there. Mm-hmm. There should be some unlock code that just gives you the game digitally. Like, why not? And I'm saying I, that for yeah. even this generation. Like, why is that not the case? It, it's weird. Like, I because I, I think about it on the Nintendo side where I'm like, cool, I buy a bunch of games digitally and I have them on my Switch. I have a Smash Brothers, my copy of Smash Ultimate because I wanted a physical. I bought it physically. So now I always need the cart, even though I bought it. And even though I can just download all the digital games, I can, if I buy a game digitally, I can archive it and delete it and then re-download it whenever the fuck I want. So it's not like there's just like a limited amount of downloads or whatever. Like it's, it's there, right? Why can't I download smash brothers that I bought that I clearly own?
0: I mean, this is kind of what, so this is actually kind of the Xbox one dilemma, right? Where toward the launch of the Xbox one, discs were essentially going to work as keys where you wouldn't be able to share your games with friends because mm-hmm. that that disc would have been tied to your console in some sort of way and i think for the way that that you want things to be done we would have to be we would be have to be living in that alternate future where xbox one was super successful and people didn't have a problem with it um and i think i mean i think that i think it's a fascinating case because i wonder what at this point in 2020 if we were to do a poll how that would net out as far as like people being because for for things to work the way you want them to work i think it would have to be a a key sort of situation because like if if a physical version of a game then essentially unlocked the digital like a i guess a digital download or a digital Mm -hmm. edition of that game then you wouldn't be able to share your disc around
1: because then like people
0: would just have unlimited versions of that game essentially
1: right yeah yeah exactly but so check this out. Fire Native in the chat says, Tim, it makes no sense. When you pop the disc in, it still has to download the PS5 version of Play. So that's why with a uh, digital version, uh, I can't unlock the PS5 digital version. But my thing is, if you bought it on PS4 physically, that means you have a PS4 physically mm. with a disc drive. So then why can't I just then put it into the PS4, turn it into a digital copy, and transfer my digital copy to the PS5?
0: I mean, I, I think what you're saying makes sense, but it would require that alternate future.
1: Totally, it's just yeah. like I'm, I'm just saying it's and, it's uh, and, so stupid that that's not a thing because like. But what the I fuck? also,
0: <laughs> I'm also curious on like if people would want that though, because if 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 the thing that you have to sacrifice to be able to do what you're saying is you wouldn't be able to share discs, or you wouldn't be able to essentially like use your disc on a friend's console without then like locking your console out of out of playing that game. You know, what I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder, I wonder if that's a thing people would be willing to give up because that's, that's the thing that we kind of fought for at the beginning of this generation.
1: I'm, I'm missing how this is different, though, about just the PS5 version, though. The physical PS5 disc. Huh. You know what? I just answered my own question. The yeah. PS5 disc, if you own it physically, it needs to just be in the system. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair fair but i, but just, I think this I, is an I,
0: interesting I, conversation i'd be curious I, I, to see like what the poll would be in 2020 as opposed
1: to 2013 yeah i i just think like th- i get it now that that does make a bit more sense to me but i still feel like with how powerful psn accounts are like with what they allow me when i get a code and i can just put it in and all of a sudden i own the game i don't even fucking download it i just own it mm-hmm. and it's there right at yeah. that point what the who cares about the physical version it's just there but i guess if i then Yeah, I don't know. I
2: I wonder if it has to do at all with um, the way they count uh, online purchase or like digital only purchases where it's like that would fuck up the we sold this many units as digital only. Wait, what? So when you activate a game. You get a code, right? You put it in. Yeah. It counts as a sale, right? So, mm-hmm. or you just buy it digitally. I wonder if it's too difficult to also get a physical copy and then tell it that that digital key that came with it wasn't a purchase. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, so, I mean, if you
0: just have to set up the system that way, right? Because that's kind of how Xbox does it. Because yeah, if but we know so, that
2: Sony is really bad at setting up their systems, Thinks about how long for sure to set up the PSN name changes. Yeah.
0: But I, I I I feel like if they wanted to figure that out, they could. Cause like with, cause for example, I got Bioshock a while ago, uh, for three sixty, and I just put it on, put it in my Xbox One, and it just downloads the, the digital version. Like it's not playing natively off my disc. I'm basically just playing. It's kind of working how it, it, they're yeah, describing it on down. PS5. No, that's
1: that's exactly it. That's what it should. Yeah. be. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you know like, the, like the game. I'm all the way back around. You're all, you're all the way back full circle. <laughs> all right. Uh.
0: Tim, Ubisoft mm-hmm. Forward, though, like I know we talked about it in our um, post show analysis, which people can, can check out on the Gamescast podcast feed um, or on youtube.com. So it's just kind of funny games, the Ubisoft Forward post show analysis. But uh, since yesterday, have your thoughts evolved on it at all? Do you
1: feel any sort of way? No. I mean, if anything, I, I do think that uh, it was a, a very good presentation. And I think that that's something that gets lost because we're all a bunch of entitled gamers, obviously, ourselves included. Where it's yep. like we we want hype, we want the most possible from these things. And it's just like there's a reality of what these press conferences, directs, presentations, forward, showcases, whatever the hell you want to call them can be at this time. And I think that when we compare not just our memories of things, when you actually go back and look at even three, four, five years ago, these press conferences compared to now, it's like. We are so spoiled with the amount of stuff that we get with this, the amount of actual information or gameplay or how tight the presentation is, how little of our time is wasted. Like what wasted our time yesterday? It was the mobile game stuff. That only lasted a total of like four minutes, you know, compare that to a couple of years ago, even just Ubisoft, it would have been 35 minutes of nonsense, you know? So to me, I think the fact that we got three major game showcases with release dates, even if we knew about them and Far Cry 6 was going to be a surprise, it got leaked. leaks happened, mm-hmm. things like that happened. I'm most excited that Ubisoft Forward is going to be a new platform going forward. And I keep saying this, but I think that the summer game mess had to happen in order for next year to kind of work out the gate better than, than we've had. I imagine E3 can die so that it everyone will function like Nintendo Direct where there's not the one big thing every year it's there's 10 pull moments here and there throughout and ideally on a schedule that makes makes more sense than just having to look at Jeff Grubb's Twitter <laughs> to yeah. see what the fuck is going on Yeah I'm I'm
0: still in a place where I am somewhat underwhelmed by it as I, it, from the standpoint of announcements I'm underwhelmed but the standpoint of how they put it together as a presentation i thought they did a great job like to what you're saying there wasn't that much wasted time uh they got they got to the point pretty well and also like the editing of it and you know the the hosting of it like shout out to Youssef who, who killed it um all that stuff they made work super well especially with this work from home situation like it, it wasn't even noticeable that we're in you know this this quarantine time it, it, with the exception of phil spencer who for some reason doesn't own a camera at this point despite being on 10 different 10 different of these presentations is still using the same webcam and still using the same computer mic um but aside from that like i think presentation wise they did a good job i would have liked to have gotten more new games but with the idea that we have another u software to look forward to um no pun intended i that softens the blow and i'm i'm pretty okay with what we got yesterday
1: my phone just blew up with the biggest notification i've ever seen like take up my my lock screen I usually only have text messages pop up or or my Mm -hmm. Nest Cam stuff. It's a Postmates notification that just says Popeye's chicken sandwich. And then in all bold, giant letters, you have the power to give someone a free one. (laughs)
0: Tim, what the fuck is
1: happening? All jokes aside, can I
0: get that for you, sandwich? <laughs> Let's talk I've,
1: after the show. I've, I've, yet, I've
0: yet to gotten, I've yet to have eaten a Popeye chicken sandwich, and I'm very bummed out about it because I know it, was, it it set the world on fire last year, and like I really wanted to taste it, and I just couldn't, I couldn't get around to it. I never so got one like, either. If you if, if you can give me that hookup, we can share somehow, man. <laughs> oh boy. Speaking of speaking of uh, notifications and Postmates, actually, this is barely speaking of that, but this somehow reminded me of this, Kevin. Did we figure out what so, what's up with the uh, dry erase markers that got delivered to me that I did know, not order?
2: Um, I thought you had gotten the incorrect package because that's something recently that Amazon's been doing for me. Where like I order this Bluetooth headphone adapter, and instead I got a light bulb. So I was like, oh, it must have been that. But then you said, No, you got it. I got so, yeah, I
0: got my package. I which didn't, were, like, I didn't the, order you anything
2: else. So did you hit up your sister? I feel like she might have sent you some no. dry erase markers.
0: Well, like why would she send me dry erase markers? Why
2: would she send you a random box full of like stuff like shirts and whatnot? Yeah,
0: but that was like for my birthday. I don't care about dry erase markers because like for my birthday she sent, she sent me like the PlayStation. Oh, it's not lit up right now. The like the PlayStation oh, color light cool. like, light thing. Yeah, and then she also sent me a shirt that says. Um, but maybe oh, she, actually she also, she also sent me the Last of Us Part Two art book. Hit her
2: up though. There, maybe she's like. I'm waiting for the damn dry erase markers that said they already arrived sent to the wrong address.
0: Oh, you know what? That could be it. That yeah. could be it. Thank you, yeah. Kevin. No worries. To wrap up, to wrap up this Ubisoft <laughs> business, um, this is like the last small headline from Ubisoft. Well, actually, we kind of have some Ubisoft business coming up soon. But um, uh, to wrap up, story number one: Ubisoft is no longer doing three day early access on its game. This games. This comes from I guess like a UB write-up uh, and what I assume is like the pre order to Watch Dogs or something. Uh, they write since the announcement of Watch Dogs Legion last year we've worked to refine the content of the game's premium editions with additions and adjustments to the, to improve the player experience. The season pass has been enhanced to offer players additional story-based content while delivering the premium characters and cosmetics from the original pass. Additionally, all editions of Watch Dogs, all editions of Watch Dogs Legion will be released simultaneously on October t- 29th, 2020. As a result, the three-day early access has been removed from the Gold, Ultimate, and Collector's Edition of Watch Dogs Legion. So there's a Watch Dogs update for you. Speaking of Ubisoft, (laughs) story number two, former Ubisoft developers form a new studio, Beans. This is Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz. During publisher Devolver Digital's uh, direct presentation today, and this is a Saturday, yeah, sorry, as, mm-hmm. as of the time this is written. Uh, former Ubisoft developers Gabriella Salvatore and Dean Evans announced a new studio, Beans. The team is currently hiring for positions in Toronto to work on an unannounced project to be published by Devolver Digital, with plans to pick up around seven employees by the end of the year. Salvatore left Ubisoft in 2016 after four years, during which time she worked in numerous roles, including game designer on Far Cry 5 and Primal, motion capture production on For Honor, and a story consultant on Starlink Battle for Atlas. She then spent three years at Creative Assembly as a game designer on the Total War franchise. Evans departed Ubisoft in 2018 after 12 years at the publisher, during which time he worked on numerous projects, uh, including Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, for which he was creative director. Quote, a lot of people have been complaining about the AAA business and the lack of risk taking. That I'd be a, a that I'd be a total fucking hypocrite, hypocrite if I moved forward and didn't take any risks. He said at the time. So fuck it. I think I might go out and set up my own studio and see where that goes. End quote. Exciting stuff. It's I I think the cool thing here is that Devolver is announcing studios. Um, I think that's really exciting because Devolver, I think, as a publisher, totally. they do really good work and. Usually, what comes out of there is really exciting. So the idea that they're able to kind of um, debut a new studio uh, mm-hmm. is really exciting.
1: Absolutely, uh, I yeah. like Devolver's voice is great, and uh, you know, getting this quote here feels very Devolver. So, yeah, uh, I like that Devolver might get a little bit bigger. You know, like that's a it's, it's an exciting idea to me. And it's obviously, is a team of talented people. I love the name Beans, quality mm-hmm. name. So
0: very quality name. Reminds me yeah. of Ethan
1: Stevens. so exactly yeah shout out to that did you you catch (laughs) the devolver digital showcase uh just i I, I skimmed through the devolver digital showcases i get it i respect it there's something about it that's just a little too real to me that i'm like "Ah, it's too close to home
0: i don't know i feel that i i've gotten to the point where i think i'm tired out on them because they, mm-hmm. at, when they first started doing these like cool, quirky, like we're gonna make these bloody E3 presentations that are parodies of like everything that's going on in the industry, I think at first it felt really fresh and really cool and really dynamic. But mm-hmm. I feel like they've gotten to the point where they feel somewhat samey. Like, they basically the, the gimmick on Saturday was they had the the host lady. She was very like Harley Quinn in her presentation, uh-huh. um, and she was she was kind of doubling down on the Harley Quinn aspect aspects of that. Um, but like basically nina struthers who's like i guess at this point a cyborg or a robot or like was dead and <laughs> came back to life i don't know statement. yeah but like they brought her back to life or whatever and not, it's, it's a whole thing but basically and i, and I appreciate I, it
1: i love yeah. it it's just here, here's the thing it reminds me a lot of adult swim back when adult swim used to creep me out when i was a little kid i'm like i don't know that i'm supposed to be watching this because it's a little too weird for me and i've never really been an adult swim guy <laughs> like Mm -hmm. through and through um and it just reminds me of that type of thing which hey is for a lot of people and i actually really respect it it's just not for me
0: yeah i just want them to like freshen it up a little bit because with adult swim like we got stuff like uh too many cooks and like if they if devolver digital had their own too many cooks i feel like that would bring this back like i just need something to make it Mm -hmm. less like we're here and we're edgy and we're bloody and we're, we're parody i feel like they've done that for what four years straight now um and so that's my thing. And also like it's gotten to the point where I don't know what's real announcements and what's fake announcements. Mm-hmm. Like when they announced the new studio Beans, they announced that alongside a bunch of fake stuff. And so after I finished the presentation, I was like, okay, certainly the Beans studio, that's not real, right? And then I saw Rebecca Valentine's tweet of like, oh yeah, no, oh, it's, it's real. real. And like I wrote I wrote an article on, on it. And I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> cool. Um, and so I feel like they got some tightening up to do. That said, I'm all all the stuff they announced really exciting like they announced a date for Carrion. they announced a date for um uh fall, fall guys fall yeah. uh fall guys which looks yeah,
1: awesome i'm so way.
0: excited and it's coming out very soon which i'm really excited yeah. about our last new story for the day uh, story number three get ready for a lego nintendo entertainment system this Far- is jordan allman yes. at ign and kevin i have some links if you want to show these off as i'm reading a LEGO replica of the NES appears to have leaked online, leading LEGO to tease an official launch for uh, for the set on social media. VJ Gamer posted an article earlier, earlier today revealing the new set, showing off the box, manual, and individual pieces. The set consists of a CRT TV playing World 1-1 from Super Mario Bros. on the NES, a Nintendo Entertainment System replica console and controller, and the Super Mario Brothers cartridge. The full set contains 2,646 pieces, wow. making it quite a substantial build. LEGO website Promo Bricks is reporting that the set will have a €230 euro price tag <clears throat> and launch on August 1st alongside the previously revealed LEGO Super Mario sets. In response to the leak, uh, the official LEGO Twitter account all, uh, all but confirmed the set with a short gif and the tagline, quote, are you ready to play like never before? I am.
1: Tim, are you a Lego person? Does this does I, this tickle your fancy? I definitely am a Lego person. I mean, I am a Lego person in the sense that Lego is the greatest thing to ever exist. Um and I've had to not allow myself as an adult to buy them because I I would just get addicted and have way too many. Um that would be a problem. And I feel like that's a problem that Kevin shares. Uh Kevin and I grew up loving Lego it's way really too hard. much. And th- really this is the type of product Kev that like I don't know that I can resist. I,
2: I Are you
0: guys nervous. willing to play? Are you guys willing to pay 230 euros?
2: That's like I mean two eighty, right? That's not a little bit like of money. Yeah. That's not a That's
1: little. That's not a legos are never a little bit of money. <laughs> I so mean safety,
2: this. I mean Jeff This could it. count. Jeff Grubb, Grubb,
0: this could count as a work expense, right? Like it's yeah, it's gaming. Yeah, we can't even, do that.
2: Yeah. It's slippery. We can <laughs> we can do an slope.
0: unboxing what? and a whole. We can do a kind of funny first impressions.
2: Bless. You're what right. What I want you to know is. I've always wanted... Oh, look how small I am. I'm so small in this window. Hold on, guys. I have always what wanted... Is this show? I have always wanted to build a relationship with Lego. Uh, to mm-hmm. the point where build I tried... a
1: relationship. Yeah, hey! There you go.
2: But Where I tried to have Greg Miller... Was it Greg? I think it was Greg. At IGN...
1: Okay, like, infamously, Kev, here's where the story goes. All right, we're telling it. We're telling it right now here on this beautiful Kind of Funny Games Daily. There was a moment in time, a beautiful small moment in time where Kevin and I worked together at IGN.
2: Eight and this magical was, months. It,
1: yes, exactly. And that was during the time where Kind of Funny, the group was on its way out from IGN, but we were still there, still doing stuff. And there was a while where we were doing a video series just called Conversations. And it was just like every day we had to to post some five minute video of us having a conversation about something and a lot of time it'd be video game shit that made sense but there were some days that we just didn't have much to do so greg and i had a series where we would just do unboxings of of lego sets that were sent to us and it was cool exciting stuff it'd be like the guardian ship or like you know just like random fun stuff like star wars shit but the thing was we didn't want to fuck we didn't have time and didn't want to have to build it all so Kevin volunteered of course to him. just build of so he course sit at his desk all day doing his work not all day building Legos and we would literally then just take credit as if we built them so then we were doing these like unboxings we were like well let's see it finished and it would cut and it would just be done Boom, but the most for anybody that watches go, – that goes and finds these videos, there was like a narrative through the entire thing. It was such kind of funny content before kind of funny was kind of funny. But like it was – there's a narrative through it of me and Greg like, slowly losing our minds and slowly introducing Kevin as the person that was building these things. But infamously – and a lot of people have heard this story before. Uh, there was the one episode that still hasn't ever been seen by the world that I have on a computer somewhere where – um it was uh, Moss uh from Star- on Tatooine from Star Wars, and there was one of the do-backs, and Greg Miller started laughing maniacally and using his Watto impression, which was born here. The oh whole god. Watto thing was born from this. He goes, "Annie, your mom turned me into a horse." Oh my god! <laughs> so that whole thing that he said on so many shows that is was born from Legos. So Kevin. You did. A, you had a valiant effort to try to get Lego to, to give a shit about us, and I'm That's not beautiful. sure that we we tr- treated them with care. Uh, but we did our best at doing something. Whatever happened to that what? Lego podcast set?
2: Uh, it didn't. Was, weren't we trying to make that happen? Well, actually, yeah, it it, like they extended it. Like it got enough votes to like extend for like two years, so it might still be a thing. If uh, who did who did that? Was that kebabs? Kebabs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like saying it wrong. It's on purpose uh i'm wait, nick nick's allowed to say every word wrong i can't call kbabs kbabs <laughs> no but oh yeah Tim, kind of funny the, uh, the nanobiologist just put it there hold on
0: oh are yeah you, are you bringing it up yeah uh, do you need a second do i do should i segue the no, we're, there. There we're, there. we're there we got there damn it's cool
2: Except cookies so was it looks it like not that it oh, it's not running anymore i don't know it's not running anymore more? yeah um, you know, but cool. one of my favorite things to come from uh, those Lego builds was the fact that like me and Fran got into the most fights because of that ever because he had a problem with how I built the Legos and the fact that it's I didn't not like that, separating.
1: Not that Kevin was p- building Legos during work. That's not what Fred had a problem with. <laughs>
2: Red had a problem with Kevin's
1: process.
2: Building Legos. He he would get upset that I didn't oh. pre-separate all the Legos. And I told him that my mind worked better this way, and that I was down to race him at building Legos his way versus my way. Whenever he wanted, he did not accept the offer.
1: Oh. I love you
2: guys. Oh. oh my god. What a life
0: we live tim i'm really excited to see if we eventually get this lego set. lego set to kind of funny mm-hmm. but
1: that is probably so so far away if i want to know what's coming to momograph shops today where do i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday
0: <laughs> yeah. out today we got
1: a second I panicked because I, I I had a different tab up right now. I had the chat tab up here instead of the, the doc. So I didn't have the words in front oh, of me. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. And I, I was going to say, how do you not have it memorized yet? I did. It. It's a weird thing. You get in your own head, you know? Yeah.
0: I feel but like I, I could. Hold on. Let me see if
1: I can do it. I have the, I have the tab closed. If uh, I wanted to know what was coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, bless, where would I look?
0: Uh, you go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Boom, oh, fucking boom, go. boom, hey. boom cuz you see that you, you see man. that that's you. skill, that's Hell memorization. Yeah. <laughs> Out today, we got Samurai Aces 3, Sengoku Cannon for PC, One Dog Story for PC, Color Flux for PC and Mac, The Falling Tower for PC, World War II, or let me just say WWII, cuz maybe that's not World War II, WWII, uh, sanin for PC, and then Sheep Island for PC. And let me tell you, I now have a PC uh and so because kevin came through set me up upgraded me and so i have like this thing that's glowing blue right beside me it's great it's big it's it's a pc Mm -hmm. and seeing all these different pc games i've now my my interest is now peaked because now Mm -hmm. i'm paying attention now Mm -hmm. i'm like okay what are the pc games that are that are uh uh available to me that i can play Mm -hmm. that i wasn't
1: able to play before and i'm I'm looking at one dog story bless i'm considering playing cyberpunk on my pc oh really pretty exciting times Man. man Pretty exciting yeah. times because really a lot of people times. have been Come calling on, me tim. Like, no, oh not. tim tim loves tech tim loves all this stuff like like why why doesn't he play on pc and it's like that's a damn good question i don't know what's up
2: you can go mouse and keyboard
1: i mean it depends i don't know
0: yeah i feel like yeah, out of all, all the games i don't think on it really PC. matters i think cyberpunk is a game for you to play on pc for yeah, sure yeah
2: yeah,
1: yeah. We'll
0: hype see. about that new days for you uh ea ufc 4 is coming to ps4 and xbox one on august Fourteenth, 2020. Microsoft Flight Simulator is launching on PC with Xbox Game Pass on August twenty or August 18th. Far Cry 6 is coming February 18th, 2021 to Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Stadia, and PC. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming November 17th to Xbox One, PS4, PC, and Stadia. PS5 and Xbox Series X dates are still pending. Watch Dogs Legion is coming October 29th, 2020 to Xbox One, PS4, PC, and Stadia. Shadow Warrior 3 has been announced for 2021. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is coming to PS4 and Steam on August 4th. Carrion heads to Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC on July 23rd. And I believe Carrion is Xbox Game Pass as well. Uh, Go to kindofin.com slash you're wrong if I'm wrong about that. Olegia is coming out this fall to Switch and PC. And I believe there's a demo out now on Switch serious Sam 4 is coming to steam and stadia in august with ps4 and xbox one releases scheduled for 2021 ios and android versions of brawlhalla are set to release on august 6th yakuza kiwami 2 launches on xbox one windows 10 and on xbox game pass on july 30th and then amazon has delayed its planned mmorpg new world into spring of 2021 following feedback from players participating in the game's alpha now it's time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Tim, yeah. as, as, as one of the leaders here at Kind of Funny, as mm-hmm. one of the founders, why should people be interested in youtube.com slash kind of funny games? because
1: there's so much consistent content there and then there's also a lot of surprises here's the thing you guys probably know every day we got kind of funny games daily monday through friday going up there Every every week we got kind of funny games cast going up we have ps i love you xoxo going up um but then also every once in a while there's just some fun that is a first impressions coming out for a new game People getting hands-on for the first time with a video game wow you're gonna want their impressions that will be there youtube.com slash kind of funny games guess what if you don't even know what you're looking for but you're like i wonder if andy andy cortez might have played through the entirety of last of us part two would that be on youtube.com slash kind of funny games you shouldn't expect it but when you go there it's going to be a nice surprise now if you wanted for some reason to watch nick scarpino play last of us part one for the very first time i wouldn't recommend it but it's also there another thrilling surprise for you um and every once in a while other things come up will something very very fun and very very surprising come up this saturday is this a reveal right now oh shit bless it is something is going up this Whoa, saturday i don't even know Disney. what this is.com slash kind of funny games that is gonna blow all your simple fucking minds <laughs> <laughs> tell them tim but not
2: that much you know a.m. just hype him up a.m.
0: But also, also I want to echo, First Impressions is awesome. Uh, We've been getting a lot of compliments on First Impressions, and I agree. First Impressions is uh, super cool. We had uh, my Cyberpunk one. We had uh, our Hyperscape one. Of course, the Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs. First Impressions are are up. Um, And that show is a gift that keeps on giving. So if you haven't checked out First Impressions, highly, 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 highly recommend checking out Kind of Funny First Impressions. And that has its own podcast feed. That made me a little lightheaded. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you went hard, and I really appreciate it. I appreciate the
1: commitment. <laughs> and, and real talk, it, it is a pretty cool thing. Like, it's not like life changing, whatever. But it's you guys are gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna like it.
0: Tim mm-hmm. D Block writes in to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can, and says, "Hey, KFGD crew." Why do you think some companies get slammed for focusing on a rotation of of a few IPs instead of constantly introducing new ones? I see this happening with Microsoft for being the Gears Forza Halo company, and now I'm seeing this with Yubi for being uh, Assassin's Creed Watchdogs, Far Cry. Do you think a company needs to introduce new IP every few years to stay relevant, or is it possible to have a focused lineup without upsetting people? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thanks.
1: I mean, when you... This goes back to what i was saying about the expectations and just kind of like an understanding of things like the fact that we got a ubisoft show yesterday that did have their big three franchises all shown with release dates and we're kind of just like eh. it's like damn video games are in a great place that that is disappointing mm-hmm. um again not the most surprising or exciting thing but it's like we're at least at a point that with those games that we're expecting them all to be good if one of those games wasn't good we would be like wow that's surprising right Whereas like when you look over at the the Xbox side, I think it's a little bit different because they're first party. And I think that there's a bit more expectation on them to have a super impressive library across a bunch of titles, which again goes back to why I think Ubisoft is so impressive is that it has a crazy library to pull from. It has those big dogs, but those aren't the only big dogs. There's also the Ghost Recon titles, which even within Ghost Recon, we have Rainbow Six, we have, uh, um, you know, I'm totally or oh, Tom Clancy, Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six. Yeah, I mean, within Rainbow Six, like, we have everything has its own like splinters. Yeah, like there's Rainbow, cells, 60s, dude, Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six, Vegas. Today.
0: There's a Tom Clancy, like Division, Quarantine, like there's Division. Like there's there's so many, you know, sub games and then sub games within sub games.
1: You yeah. Know? And then on top of that, we got things like the Rayman games, we have Prince of Persia, we have like more legacy titles, Bianchi and Evil, like those things where it's like they have such a ridiculous library that is comparable to a successful first-party lineup across like a bunch of different games. And sure, mm-hmm. they're UB games. We can say the same thing about Sony. Oh, the, it's a PlayStation first-party title. It's a PlayStation game. We know what that means. But if it means yeah. a good thing, that's not bad, right? Um, but with that, I do think it's important to to have new IP and to focus on it. And that's something that I think that Ubisoft's actually – damn, there's a giant spider over there. It
0: oh, God. Horrifying. You want to go kill it? I can, um, I can, oh, my God. It was the one going? from last time.
1: Yeah, give me a second.
0: All right. Um, but yeah, like I, I think a big part of this too is the difference between Far Cry or the difference between Ubisoft Bullshit. and Microsoft. Oh, fuck. Tim oh, run. No. Tim Oh, run. Fell. oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This is smart. Oh, one. he man. tried to
2: kill it like three weeks ago.
0: He just keeps returning. He just like lives. I got it. Oh, thank God. Wow. That was riveting. Do you think it was? Do you
2: think it was the Dude. same one from My last My heart time? was pumping.
1: I do think it was the same one from last oh, time, Kev, and it straight up jumped off the wall. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. Oh, He's learning. That. Well, I he was I got him so though. much. I got him. I got him. He was Don't learning.
0: Worry. He's done learning. His his learning days are over. Um, but I was, yeah, I was saying like I think Ubisoft and, and Xbox are kind of two very different examples because Microsoft, their lineup has to be a first party lineup. And so when when we boil down Microsoft to the gears for it's Halo company, like those are all great franchises. You know, like I know the last Halo didn't not people away who are big halo fans but for the most part those games are quality you know i love forza horizon um, mm-hmm. it's like my favorite racing game those are my favorite racing games of this generation i'd say um but when when you when you have a first party lineup that is kind of boiled down to those three games across a whole generation then i think i think there is some trouble there i think you totally. kind of need to to diversify and i think that's why we're seeing Microsoft buy by a bunch of bunch of studios and announced games that aren't just that like i'm really excited uh looking forward to hellblade and uh everwild out of rare and you know a lot of stuff they have coming up with with um uh Doubleify and all the studios they've acquired. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft on the other hand um i think yeah like i we kind of talked about this a bit on our post show analysis cuz we were kind of talking about how like yeah we kind of get the same stuff from ubisoft and i think greg put out a good analogy which like Assassin's Creed, even though Assassin's Creed is, is is Assassin's Creed, we do get different types of Assassin's Creed. Um, but like specifically, like an evolution of Assassin's Creed when you look mm-hmm. at origins compared to what Syndicate was. Like there's a jump there, and like yeah. you get also get Assassin's Creed in new settings and all this different stuff. Like they're finding ways to refresh uh, and and evolve Assassin's Creed in cool dynamic ways. According to according to Greg,
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: analogous to, to Nintendo. Like I I see. Every now and then I'll see comments about Nintendo and how Nintendo's putting out the same game over and over and over again. But they're not. Like Breath of the Wild is a completely different game from Skyward Sword. Uh Mario Odyssey is real different from Galaxy. And like even within those franchises, you then have Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, like different yep. types of games within that. You have different types of you have Hyrule Warriors and like different mm-hmm. types of Zelda games. You have uh you know Pikpin and Splatoon and Arms, and like you have you see Nintendo creating new ip new ip they don't always hit but they're there i think there is a there is a balance that you have to have as a big publisher in what your overall overall goal is and how you deliver and message it and so like ubisoft i think for the most part they're doing a good job with that um because we do get new ip from them but yeah, yeah like i i think the big complaint is ubisoft games more so than i would even say xbox games or like the other first party Uh, companies Ubisoft games kind of get stale like Watch Dogs and Far Cry in particular I'd say for me haven't necessarily felt like a step up with each uh, iteration Uh, especially Far Cry like Far Cry 4 kind of just feels like Far Cry 3 which kind of just feels like Far Cry 5 which Mm kind of just feels like Far Cry New Dawn like these games kind of mold together at a certain point for me Um, and so for me that's kind of where that where that breaks down that said, like I think the people, the, the company that has it the worst is EA because EA doesn't really announce new IPs as much, and like you know people people hate on EA like crazy because mm-hmm. of it because it is the same thing year after year after year after year. But I think at the same time that's also a valid strategy to have as a company if what you're doing is trying to make money, which all companies are. And so,
1: yeah, it's
0: interesting stuff. It's interesting stuff, Tim. Now it's time to squad up. The nanobiologist writes in with a squad up on Xbox One, and says, So, I'm on a mission to 100% every single Assassin's Creed game before Valhalla comes out. However, I hit a snag with Black Flag. There's multi- there's multiplayer achievements in it. Uh, I need three best friends to sign up for my crew and play a good bit of multiplayer matches with me sometime to get those pesky multiplayer achievements. Feel free to DM me on Xbox or Twitter if you want to play a couple matches. Thanks, the Nanobiologist. Uh, you can add the Nanobiologist on, on Xbox at duh." Nano all one word sounds how it, or spelt how it sounds. Uh, spelt d a n a n o biologist, all one word. Tim, now it's time for kind of funny.com. You're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Kebab says it's Tuesday for me, bless, which I didn't realize. Kebabs is kebabs Australian, like how is that possible? Somebody let me know. He's, He's from, from New, Z- Z- He's New, New Zealand. Zealand, okay. Yeah. Damn. Sometimes I forget, like, like, they're that far in the future. That's wild. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't like that one yeah, bit. We're, if, yeah, I don't like that one bit, because we're in Monday morning still. Yeah. And Unless, is he, maybe, maybe it's still, like, nighttime. Like, maybe, maybe he's up very us. early. He
2: might be messing with us. You know what I mean?
0: Slack says the plural of Lego is Lego, not Legos. Yeah, which I'll, I'll take. Fair. That's one of those things where it's fare.
1: just, you, that's technically correct, but, you know, who's trying to be? Uh,
0: Ball just hit me with, uh... Carrion is day and date on Xbox Game Pass, which I asked for, so thank you. Um, and then the WWII game I was reading is World War II. Uh, it's a World War II game based in Poland. Um,
1: let's see. A lot of people so, come are, on, right. are bringing attention to the fact that uh, the, the people are saying that an exact time is now given for the rumored launch of the PlayStation 5. Uh, oh, interesting! Being twelve thirty Pacific time, so a, an hour and twenty two minutes from now. So we'll see. It's it's we'll gonna see. be it's gonna be interesting where it goes. um Nanobiologist also I see here saying that like Tim said, retailers aren't ready to go live for PS Five pre-orders but Amazon Australia has all the PS Five listings up without prices. Uh, Amazon puts up a lot of listings when they're not ready. Like it's not about the listings not being ready; it's about Amazon the site not being ready for that many people to come to it at once uh because if amazon crashes they lose millions of dollars of business for every minute that they're down so they need to make sure that they're prepared and the infrastructure is there um, so just having a listing up doesn't mean anything
0: uh, kebab says that he woke up at he w- he wakes up at 5 a.m. essentially for the show and so shout out to kebabs he that's wild i wouldn't do that 5 a.m. tomorrow
2: I def- that's wild yeah, to watch whoa. the show today.
0: whoa it's wild It's even <laughs> more wild when you think about it. uh Grezik said, uh Tim, well, first of all they say Tom, so I'm you're wronging you. I uh, said that it's Tuesday and not <laughs> Monday and that's, that was part of, that was part of the joke that Tim was saying that it's Tuesday. um then I had one more, but I lost it here that I wanted to shout out, but I can't find it, and so I'm gonna leave it for another day kind of funny.com says lego i guess for the lego stuff um tim this mm-hmm. week's host for kind of funny games daily go like this uh tomorrow it's me and emron wednesday it's greg and question marks i don't know what that's about so widow wednesday might not have gary widow, Might have question marks there could be tim could be me could be uh i'm trying to think we're just a random name i don't know I don't man know. could be Who a special knows? guest who knows? Who knows? It could be anybody. Weird. Thursday is Greg and me. And then Friday, it's me and Greg. And of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every big day at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily.